And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. I love the Lord. I thought that God was everything to me until I found the scripture that says it all to me. If you love the Lord, you'll keep his commandments. If you really love the Lord, you will do what he tells you. If you really love the Lord, you will marry him, give yourself to him. But that's not what I do. Oh, no. I'm going to change something now. He that has my commandments, he that keeps my commandments, he is that loves me. Do you love, do you love the Lord? He that has my commandments. He that keeps my commandments, it is that loves me. Do you love the Lord? Do you really love the Lord? Do you give yourself to Him to do His mysterious will? Do you trust Him for everything? Do you want to get to heaven and find out the Bible is so true? Because the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God, yeah. It is the greatest commandment. There's no greater good than to love the Lord. And you will find out that it is so true. More than anything else in the world. Oh, even if my commandments, either keeps my commandments. It is that loves me. Do you love? Do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord?
Remember what Jesus, Jesus said to us. If a man loves me, he'll keep my word. And my Father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. He that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him, and I'll manifest myself, manifest myself to him. Oh, oh. he that is my commandments, he that keeps my commandments, he is that loves me. Do you love? Do you love the Lord? Do you really love him? Oh, yeah. Tell me, do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Ooh, ooh. Tell me, do you love? Do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? Oh yeah. Tell me, do you love the Lord? If you love the Lord. You will do what he tells you. If you love the Lord, you will go where he tells you. If you love the Lord, you will give yourself to him. There is no greater good to do than to love the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. The time has arrived. I don't know who's here for the first time, who's visiting this church. Maybe it's your first time here. Somebody invited you. I'm here to tell you that you're going to hear a very special message today. The theme for the day is John 3.16, and it speaks about the love of God. Now, many a times we tell somebody, I love you. Or somebody will tell you, you know, my friend, I really love you. But I feel a lot of times that that love is very shallow. And it's not a deep love. The love you're about to hear today is the deepest kind of love you will ever experience. The love you're about to hear today is an unfailing love. A never-ending love. A love that passes all understanding, all thoughts of man. With all our problems, all our issues, God still loved us. And I think He especially wanted you to come today to hear about this love. To hear about the love of Jesus. So for the next few minutes, we're going to have the preacher come. 
and tell us about this love, this great love that was shown to all of us. So for the next few minutes, I want nobody to be walking around. All those that's outside that shouldn't be outside should come inside and sit down. And for just a few minutes, we're going to hear about this love, the love of God, the love that was given to each and every one of us. And you might have heard the scripture before, John 3, 16. It's a very famous scripture. Everybody, even if you're not a Christian, you ask and you say a, a verse and they'll say, yes, I can say John 3, 16. So it's a very well-known scripture. But I don't think you've ever heard it the way you will hear it today. Because the verse is much deeper than maybe you have just read in the Bible. And today we have our pastor, our prophet. He's an evangelist. He's a father. He's a teacher. So rise to your feet. Clap your hands. Be excited as we welcome my father, God's servant, Pastor Chris. Keep clapping. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping. Spirit move, oh, 
And we pray together. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we pray this song and we say, Move through us now. Come and have your own way. We are but clay jars, Lord, and you are the potter. Then mold us and make us unto your will. We surrender to you. We submit to you. We want to hear what God has to say to us today. So we open our hearts, we open our minds and we say, Come Holy Spirit, come. Speak to us. Transform us and change us into the image of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. We give you praise. We give all the glory to you, all the honor. We give it to you, Lord. All power belongs to God. And we thank you for this privilege to sit and hear the word. What a great privilege. What a great privilege. I pray that people will respond to your word, Lord. I pray that you will touch them, that lives will be changed, souls be saved, sick bodies healed. Ah, in the name of Jesus, may the captive be set free. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Clap for the Lord one more time. Then you can be seated. You can all be seated on top of your enemies. Amen. As the Jason said, I will just be a few minutes with you today to share a short but important message with you. Amen. And once again, we thank all of you that have come by invitation. If you are here, my back was turned to you earlier. Please wave to me again. If you have been invited to come today for the special service and you came, just wave to me. Beautiful. 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 Now I've also seen you and the announcer that will come after me will tell you what we have for you today after the service. Amen. Beautiful. This is a very nice church and I want to tell all of you that that has been invited. If you don't have your own church and you're looking for a church, then your search for a church stops here right now because you found a very good church. Amen. It's the best church south of the Sahara. Amen. Amen, BMI. Praise God. But sit down, I want to start to just preach the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so excited and I love being with you. 
And, I, and I'm very grateful that you took the time to come today. I'm going to preach a sermon called John 3.16. And many of you that are not really church people, maybe you don't, you're not spiritual, but you've heard about John 3.16. Surely, I mean, you, you will have an idea. You might not say the scripture. Um... Completely as it is, but you'll have an idea it's about God's love. Is it right? It's about God's love. And so here it is um, in the King James Version. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I almost think it is the most famous scripture in the Bible. Most people know or have heard of it. For God so loved the world. And I think the, the, the word gospel really means good news. And if somebody should ever ask you, what is the gospel or what is the good news? Then you say, John 3.16. That's really what the gospel means. It's a news that God sent his son. Why? Because people were all going to go into a zone of perishing. Just like this display was here for you today to see. Clearly, depicted clearly, the whole world is going to hell. And God made the plan. This is the plan of God. Because he could not see you as his creation going to hell, perishing. This hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. But all who disobey God and who reject God will go there. Listen to the next part of the verse, C-17. Uh, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So the son didn't come to tell you how bad you are. He knows that we are all sinners. He had come to save you. Condemnation won't take place now. But I must also tell you that there will be a day when the condemnation will take place. He didn't come, Jesus didn't come to tell us, you, now you're all going to hell. No, he said, come to me. Come to me so that you can be saved from hell. All you that are heavy laden, come to me. I will give you rest. You see, but there comes a time at the end of your chances, your many, 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 many chances, and today is one of them. There comes an end to these chances. Then you will see now, verse 18, look, it's not what I'm saying. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But, everybody say but. He that believeth not is condemned. Already, because he has not believed 
in the name of the only begotten Son. The only begotten Son of God. Let me see verse 19. And this is the condemnation. Oh, beautiful. That light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. May the Lord now bless the reading and the preaching of his word. For God so loved the world. God is the greatest person that can love you. Many girls want to be loved by somebody great. Amen? That's why when you fall in love, your parents also ask you, this the Bushman. You see? Va Fandan or Fandan, whichever. Where does it come from? Who's this boy? But if your mother must hear that the prince, some prince from some uh, royalty, loves you, hey. I mean, some girls will even give up their, their relationships that they have now for that love because it's a greater love are you with me like girls girls like to be loved by somebody great I look at these football players they've got very beautiful wives and I thought I don't know even if these wives love the men but but because of the famousness and the money and like, he's a great person. And some of these players are ugly. But their wives are so beautiful. And I thought, you see, this love is not true love. Oh, it's not true love. Can't be. We're all fascinated by great people, isn't it? And to say, oh, I know that guy. But more, more, what's more greater is if you say, that guy loves me. Do you see now? I mean, this great guy loves you. But I want to tell you something today. The greatest person is God. And he loves you. You are loved by the greatest person that ever lived. Greater than any worldly prince, greater than Cristiano Ronaldo, greater than anybody, God, the creator of heaven and earth. By him were all things made, and without him was not anything made that was made. He loves you. If, if you felt like in this life nobody loves you, this verse tells us that God loves you. Hallelujah. Clap for God. 
the greatest person. So love, God, for God so loved. You see, it's not just the greatest person now, it's the greatest love. It's the greatest love. Better than the love of your father, your mother, your uncle, your auntie. Greater than the love of a boyfriend. You know, love is a very strange thing. I said to my wife the other day, it's strange how children are reared in their households for 20 years, 25 years. Then one man comes along. And he meets this person for a few days. And because they think this is love, you leave the people that have cared for you for 25 years. And you go away with that other person forever. Have you wondered how strange this love is? But much of this love is not genuine love. No, 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 no. And girls easily get, fetch, what's the word? Infatuated with this type of love. Because the boy will just say to, girls want, everybody wants to be loved. And so the boy says to you something smooth. <laughs> like, he'll say like for you. I'll carry an ice cream over the Sahara Desert. <laughs> and, and, and you think because he'll do that for you, he must love you. But I want you to be careful because many of these sayings is not true love. One boy said to a girl, you are blocking my view. She said to him, what do you mean? He said, now that I see you, I can't see anyone else. Smooth. Now, even, don't, don't even think in the church you find true love. Because some Christian boys are just as shrewd and dangerous. Do you know one, what, what one Christian boy said to, 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 to a girl? Ma must I tell you? I don't think they want to hear. Must I tell this? And they also don't want to hear this. He said to this girl, I was reading my Bible. Wow. And I was in the book of Numbers. And suddenly I realized I don't have yours. If, if you are new, you won't know there's a book of numbers in the Bible. 
Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. So he was reading the book of Numbers and he realized, but I don't have your number. But these loves, maybe they are love, I don't know, I don't know. But they cannot compare to the greatest love. It's the love of God. Because if God says he loves you, there's no hidden agenda. He really loves you. With all your imperfections, the greatest person has the greatest love. The Bible says, no greater love has any man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. That boyfriend that said he loves you, <laughs> one brother in this church, he was walking with his beloved. Then the scholars came to rob them. The brother ran away and he left his beloved all alone to negotiate with the gangsters. But he, he said to her, I really love you. It's, it's not the love of Christ because the love of God is like I will lay down my life for my for, for. no greater love no greater love isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful it's so high you can't get over it it's so wide you can't get around it's so deep you can't get under. Oh, wonderful love. Clap for the love of Jesus. Now it says, For God so loved the world. Amen? The world, it includes everybody and also includes you. Hallelujah. He, he had love. Some people have love for more than one. You know, you can love. Some people have big hearts. Some men can love more than one woman. Yeah. Some men can even marry more than one woman. Some, some, some men can love like eight women and then... then they just make sure that the ones don't know about the other because of the jealousy between the wives. Yeah. But, for, but as they are, they love them in, in the same special way. Are you with me? So, the, so you, your love can be larger than one person or larger than a few people. But the love of God is for the whole world. South Africa, Congo, Zimbabwe, Egypt, Europe, Russia, Ukraine, North America, South America, 
That's the love of God for the whole world. And he says that he gave his only begotten son. Love is proven by what you give. Amen. Many people can claim to love, but they don't give anything. That he gave his only begotten son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That whosoever believe in him. So it's the greatest God, the greatest person with the greatest love for the greatest amount of people. Hallelujah. And with the simplest, the greatest, simplest method. If God had to give you a fee for being saved, many of us here would not qualify. Man ons werk nie. So he didn't give you salvation by a price. Or a cost in monetary value. Neither did he offer you salvation because of the color of your skin. So whether you're white, black, brown, blue. You can still have the salvation. Whether you're rich, whether you're poor. Whether you're educated or uneducated. All you have to do is to believe. And everybody has the capacity to believe. Amen. So whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But you can have eternal life or everlasting life. Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful? John 3, 16. The greatest God with the greatest love for the greatest number of people in the whole world gave the greatest gift. Hey! That's why Abram is the only one that is called a friend of God. Because he was the only one that, that had, the, the, he had the heart to give his son as a sacrifice. You, there, there's something between a parent and a child that you can give everything but your son. That's why when Solomon had to deal between the two ladies in the, book, in, in the wisdom story where the one said, it's my boy, he said, another, other boy, the, the lady laid on a son by accident and he died. Then she went to tell Solomon that another lady's child is her child and they were battling over the child. And then Solomon in his wisdom said, okay, let's cut this child in two. Then you take half and you take half. And then the real mother said, no, 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 no. But rather than give him to the other woman. And that woman said, yes, cut him in two because she thought, if I don't have a child, you also mustn't have a child. But in Solomon's wisdom, he said, no, 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 I know who's the real mother. The one who said, rather keep him alive. Because it's very hard. To give you a child. But God. So loved the world. He gave. 
not gold and silver or jewels. He's the only begotten son. That whosoever, everybody, you must just believe. You must just believe. Then you don't have to perish. Now give me just a few more minutes and I'm going to talk about that word perish. What does it mean? What does the word perish mean? What does it mean thou shalt not perish? And you can go to university and you can study books of the human body, anatomy. You can study how people die, what diseases cause to people's bodies, you know. You can become a coroner. You can find the cause of death. These are all studies you can do at university. But one thing the university cannot teach you is what happens to you after you die. Where do you go? And the only book that really gives us a glimpse and the only person that can tell us is Jesus Christ himself. So while he was talking to the crowd like I'm talking to you today, in Luke chapter 16, verse 9, he started, verse 19, he started to talk to them about what happens to people when we come to the end of this life. And, 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 and once again, you were very blessed that Katie and the production team showed you what's going to happen to you. They took this play from what they learned in the Bible. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not using my own understanding here to tell you what's going to happen. I'm telling you what Jesus, the Son of God, came to tell us. What perishing is John 3.16 talking about? How are we going to perish? He told it in this chapter. Listen to what he says. He says, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen. Eish. He ate sumptuously every day. Just hold it there. I'm going to read through it with you. Okay? So he was rich and he ate nice food. Eesh. Wasn't these poor foods that we eat. No, 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 no. He ate nice food. And he could choose what deliveries had to come to his house. One day I wanted to order a pizza here in Delft. Do you know what Mr. Delivery said to me? We don't do Delft. This man could eat Kentucky Fried Chickens. He could eat Nando's. He could eat Spare Ribs. He fed sumptuously every day. Then it says he was clothed. No, I'll tell you when to change, brother. He was clothed in purple and fine linen. The man was dripping with nice clothes and nice shoes. This clothes 
He didn't buy at Belleville Junction. No. It was fine clothes. <laughs> Not that buy one, get one free that you get. I, I, the other day I went to a place and I saw the sales now. He said, buy, buy two and the other two is free. Huh? Was it Edgar's? Yeah. I was surprised. I said, yo, look how they're trying to get the people. Sometimes I know in the church when people went to that special because two sisters are wearing the same thing. And then I just, I don't say it, but I think to myself, this must be a buy one, get one free special somewhere. But not this man. This man had fine clothes. Then the Bible says, listen to this verse, this next verse, Mr. Mr. Computer. There was another man. He was a beggar. We don't even, uh, <clears throat> it's just a certain beggar. His name was Lazarus. He was poor, but his name is mentioned in the Bible. Your, God knows your name. You don't have to have much, but God knows your name. And he was lying at the gate full of souls. Hey. And then it goes on. He, he desired to be fed from the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table, you know. And the dogs came to lick his sores. Now, today because of medical science, we have improved a lot. But in those days, they had this, uh, they didn't have as much medical help. So the dogs was also a form of, uh, it's almost like it kind of eased his pain from the sores. Like a yellowish pus that was coming from his sores. And the dogs would come in the morning and lick, lick, lick. Mm, nice as all this. Because he didn't have enough. Uh, the clinic line was too long for him to go stand there. And he never had enough. And the dogs was licking him all the time. <laughs> and this is not in the Bible, but I, I'm thinking now, what could have happened is that the, 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 some of the, the sores were so nice for the dogs. You see, and they got excited. As, as he was sitting on the floor like this, you know. So what happened was, as they were licking him, then one of the dogs got, and but there were two dogs fighting over one saw. And so when the one put him here, he developed what we call septosemia. I did some research. And then you get the fever from septosemia. It's like when the dogs bite us today, we say, go to the doctor quick for a tetanus injection. You see, because it can also turn poisonous. Yeah, something like that. And so after the bite, it wasn't long. Just look at it, Luke 20. The dogs kept the licky sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died. So he fell. But now, this is wonderful. What happens when we die? Immediately, there's nothing else written. Just in, and he was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. You see, immediately angels came to fetch him. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes when people die, just before they die, you can also see 
the way they die, who came to fetch them? Yeah. My, my, my wife's mother just died recently, and she said, my wife said she saw her mother almost like reaching out to somebody to take her. But she also told me her grandmother, before her mother, she also saw her die. But that one didn't want to, didn't want to go like peacefully. She, she saw almost like people come or, or hojas come to fetch her. Yeah. She, my wife told me the story. She said she used to stand there and she see the grandmother say, Tasala. Takumala. Futik, futik, futik. It's like she didn't want them to come fetch her. So this story that Jesus is telling here, you can almost half see it. Before you even die, you can see. I don't want to go now. They're coming to fetch me. There's no word in English for that word. It's, a, it's, it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a term to chase dogs away. You see? So the demons, they almost like animals. Her grandmother, she saw, she saw them. But she said it was different when the mother was a born-again Christian. She said, when my mother died, she kind of... I don't know if you were at the funeral. My wife told the story. She said, her mother, like, reached out. Then her mother turned and saw her. My wife was doctoring her mother. And when the mother saw her, the mother was half disappointed. Do I have to stay here now with these devils? I wanted to go... With the angels. Do you see? Goodbye world. I stay no longer with you. Goodbye places of sin. I stay no longer. I want to go. But there was a pause. And then the second time when she, when it happened again, my wife said it happened twice. Just before she died, she, she reached out. So this story explains what happens. Angels will come and fetch you. Hallelujah. But listen to the next verse. Oh, the same verse. Sorry, sorry, go back again. It says the poor man died and he was taken and carried by angels. Now the rich man also died and he was buried. So this is different now. There's no story of angels fetching him. Huh? And if angels don't fetch you, then the opposite comes to fetch you. Must be devil. These ugly devils you saw on stage, they'll come to fetch you. The body is buried, but the person, the inner man, is still alive. That's why when this Mr. Johnson came here, he said, where am I? He thought he was still alive, but it was his inner man. His body was in the grave. His body was in the car accident. His body was stuck in the wreck of the car accident, but his inner man was now walking with his suitcase here in eternity. And he was at this wicked place. The Bible explains it to us. You see, this rich man, he went to hell. There it says, and in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. Then he saw, even if you're dead, you will be able to see. Now, it, your, your eyes might go into the grave, your physical eyes, but you're going to have another type of eye. You're going to have like a similar body, 
celestial body. Yeah, it is even so that it will feel a certain pain. I can't quite explain it, but the Bible says you will feel pain. He was tormented. And then he could see with his eyes. He saw Abram afar off. And he saw Lazarus also. Ah! Immediately he was taken by these demons. You see, this rich man, he probably had many girlfriends. You know when you're rich, you have many girlfriends. Maybe he had Rose and Sheila and Catherine. And he was drinking all the time. He was uh, having fun. I'm telling you why people go to hell. Oh, he was having nice... Uh, Casalaga. And you were smoking. <sighs> Chicago cigarettes. No, 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 sorry. He was rich, so he could afford really expensive Gunston cigarettes. Amen. And he was dancing in the nightclubs. This was his lifestyle. He was a nightclub. He was out of step, but he was still dancing in the nightclub. <laughs> yeah. And then, Sundays he don't go to church. He sleep late on a Sunday. He said, I'm not interested in church because he criticized the pastors of the church. This rich man. These pastors just steal money from the poor people. I'll go horse riding on a Sunday. I'll go to the mall on a Sunday, criticize the church. Has a lot to say about the church, but they have no time for God. And one day he died of a heart attack, and the demons came to fetch him. No angel appeared in the story. Isaiah 14, verse 9. Listen to this verse in the Old Testament. Hell from beneath us is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Are you listening? Hell from beneath is moved to meet you at your coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee. Even all the chief ones of the earth. Yeah, it hath raised up from their thrones all the kings. So there are many kings in hell. People who, who, who depended on their money. I never had time for God. One of the best things of poverty, although poverty is, 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 is a curse, it at least, it makes you know you need somebody like God. Because once the believers start getting just a little bit of wealth, then they don't come to church anymore. They turn out to be like this rich man. Are you with me? So he was taken to hell and he was in pain there. And then he said, go back to, the, to my story quickly, uh, Luke 16. <clears throat> and Luke 16, and in hell he lifted his eyes, he saw Lazarus, now go to verse 24. Now look, he, now he said, Abraham, have mercy on me, send Lazarus. You know when you're rich or when you're powerful, you're always busy sending people. Just go pick up that, go fetch that, go take my car, go here, go there. But you see, he thought he could still do that. He don't know now when you die, the tables change. 
Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Ah! The circumstances is now different. You don't send anybody, you just a number here. So he says, I want to say that Lazarus may dip the tip of his finger. So after when you die, you will, your body will be there. It will be a different type of body. But you will have a finger. Do you see now? Fingers don't float around in the heaven. It must be attached to a hand. The hand is attached to an arm. The arm is attached to the torso. So there must be a body. And you will be walking there because we will recognize you. You could recognize Lazarus. And he asked for a drop of water. Now, I've never ever heard of anyone asking for a drop of water, only in the story of Luke 16. People would normally ask for a sip of water, or they would ask for a glass of water, or for a bottle of water. But have you ever heard somebody say, But there is a place. Are you listening? There is a place where people are going to ask for just a drop. Just a drop. Oh, if I can just have a drop. And I'm not telling you this. Jesus is saying there was a certain rich man who fed sumptuously every day. Had no time for the church. But the beggar at his gate begged for food. Went to heaven. He's in hell. He's asking. After he discovered he can't order people around anymore. He says, just a drop of water if he can't bring. Listen to the answer of Father Abram. But Abram said, son, remember that in your lifetime, so you're going to have the ability to remember. Are you listening? Yeah. You're going to remember this day where the balloons were blue and gray. And a pastor with white shoes was preaching. No, 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 no. I want you to understand, you will remember. You cannot use the Alzheimer's excuse. Oh Lord, I don't remember hearing the message that there's such a place. You see, you can argue and say, there's no hell. If there's no yell, I don't know what will happen. But if there is one, then you're in big trouble. Then you're in big trouble. Because now, the Bible says, remember, your mind will still be working. That you had many things in your lifetime, but you had no time for God. Lazarus was at evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. Go on, verse 26. I'm almost finished. Are you still here? And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf so that they which would pass from here can't go and they can't come this way. Ladies and gentlemen, there are two roads. The Bible says one is broad and many are found on that road. One is narrow and many are on that road. Now it says, the Bible says, that these two roads, they, the one leads to heaven, and the one leads to hell. The broad one goes to hell. 
the narrow one goes to heaven and the Bible says only a few are found on that road. Now, this is important for you to remember. This road has no joining road. Yeah. It goes straight from earth to heaven and straight from earth to hell. When you get to the end of that road, you can't cross over. The only crossover is here on the earth. You can come back, turn around on that wrong road you are going, come down, cross over on the earth and go up the right road. But when it reaches up there, there's, no, there's only a great divide. There's no crossover. Yes, he calls it, there is a great gulf fix so they can't come over. Are you listening? Now he still argues with Father Abram. Listen to what he says. He says, then he said, okay, you can't bring me water. You can't come over. I pray thee then that you would send him to my father's house. So now this wicked man, listen to what he says to, to the father's house. Verse 28. Listen. For I have five brothers that ye may testify to them lest they also come to this evil place. So he becomes almost like a, an apostle now, wanting to send missionaries out from hell. Are you with me? He became evangelistic. Can't I send this man just to go to my father's house and warn my five brothers, preach the message of warning that they mustn't come here. They must change their life now. Or they're going to land up here in the place of torment where the worm dieth not and the fire is never quenched. So he's wanting to become a missionary-minded man. And we also pray that some rich people will go to hell, will die, go to hell and come back. Do you know what they will do? They will give a lot of their money to the church to say, tell the people, Tell them that hell is real. Because once you're on earth, you just want to heap treasures for yourself. You don't know beyond eternity. It's a dangerous place. Are you with me? So he tells Father Abram this. And listen now. Father Abram says to him, no. No, 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 no. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Right? Now listen to him again in verse 29. I'm almost done. He says, nay. The man is in hell and he's arguing with Father Abram. Why? Because he was full of pride on earth and he was a stubborn, argumentative person. So when Father Abram says, no, I can't send him down to earth. They have Moses and they have the prophets. They have the pastors that will tell them about hell. He argues and, and he says, no, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He displays his stubbornness in hell. All you stubborn people, all you prideful people, you must be very careful. Because you see, all the answers that Father Abram gave him in, 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 in his life after death was no. Saint Lazarus, no. Can he dip a finger into my tongue? No. Uh, uh, can't he go down to earth? No. You know why? Because when he had to say yes to Jesus, 
he also said no. All the answers other side of the grave will be no. It's only this side where you can still get the yes. Yeah, you can say, Lord, give me another chance. And Jesus will say, yes. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Can I come to you? He will say, yes. But once you are dead, that word in John 3, 16, perishing. Once you have perished, all the answers will be no. No. Yeah, he says, Father Abram says in verse, go on. And he said, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though someone rises from the dead. They have Pastor Chris. He will invite them to a swollen Sunday. He will tell them that this place is real. They can say yes to Jesus or no. Because God sent his son, Cyril, to die so that you don't have to perish. Now you are not forced or coerced. You have a choice. Will I say yes? Will I say no? Will I follow God? Will I serve Him? Will I continue in the way that I'm living? Knowing very well that the broad way is leading you to destruction. The greatest verse in the Bible by the greatest person that talks about the greatest love is giving you the greatest opportunity this morning to escape hell. The great escape. And this is the truth of the Bible. And it's the greatest news I can give you because if anybody had to be sent from heaven with the news, what will he tell you? Don't come here. Don't come here. So that is why this preaching is for us and for me the most important preaching I can give you this morning. I could tell you how God is going to prosper you and God will. I can tell you how God is going to heal you and God will. I can tell you how God is going to restore your marriage and God will. But the greatest message I must give you, because I don't know if you will ever come to hear me again, is that there is a hell and you can escape it. Because God saw his creatures, his creation going into a damnation. And he said, I must make a plan. And he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever just believes in him, you don't have to perish. You can have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't be thrown into hell for your stubbornness and your rebellion. The love of God has come to save you. Hallelujah. You're not sure if what I'm telling you is the truth? There's a story of a farmer on the chicken farm. Have you heard the story before? He fed the chicken sumptuously every day. He was a chicken farmer. 
He gave them the choicest millies and nice foods. And they were growing fat and they were very happy because they felt the farmer's love. Then one day, one of the chickens escaped and went to town. When he came to town, he passed by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Then he saw wings hanging there. Thighs hanging. What is this? Thighs, no? Thighs hanging there. And they were spiced. Then he went around the corner in town. He saw Nando's. He said, hey, look at this. Fire burning the chickens here. Mild, hot, and extra hot. He even saw the place where all the colored people buy chicken. Hungry lion. He saw body parts. He rushed home. He rushed home. He went back into the cage. He said, hey, they are killing our brothers and sisters out there. They are advertising our body parts for hanging there on big posters. 10.99 for two drumsticks. He said, this farmer, he's planning to kill us all. They said, what nonsense are you talking? This is a very nice farmer. He feeds us sumptuously every day. And he even brought the vet when there was like a disease in the cage. So the vet gave us all medicine. Now we're healthy again. Coo -coo -coo -coo! He tried to convince them. At the end of all this, there's fire. There's destruction. They, they're feeding us to kill us. The chickens did not want to believe him. And as I preach this message, huh, I'm like the chicken that caught a glimpse of eternity. And I've come back to warn you. Don't play with God. Don't play with the love of God. Don't play with a man giving his only son to be crucified on a cross for you. You're not serving him. You are busy with all other things. You don't even have time for God. Your, your life is so busy like the rich man that you don't have time for God and the church. But this morning, is your opportunity. Your great escape is here today. For God so loved the world, He gave His only Son. You don't have to perish, my friend.
sister, brother, you don't have to die. You can live eternally with Christ. Bow your heads and pray, everybody. Bow your heads. Bow your heads. Nobody's moving now, please. If you are here and somebody invited you, you are in the valley of decision. Don't say no. Say yes to Jesus. You've been floundering around, not having direction for your life. Your life is meaningless without Christ. God is calling you to Him. The one who made you, designed you, formed you in your mother's womb. As you've come out, you've wandered far away from God. But today he says, come home, my child. Come home. Come home. I gave my only son so that you don't have to perish. Why do you want to perish? The fires of hell. Maybe you once knew God. Maybe you once served Him. But you've turned your back. Somebody offended you in a church. Something went wrong. Maybe you backslid. Maybe you were weak. You fell back into drugs, cigarettes, wine. But while you have a chance, this side of the grave, you have a chance. Come back to Jesus. Come serve Him. Give your heart to Him. Give your life to Him. Turn around on, from that path that you are walking. Turn around. And say, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to follow you. If there's somebody like that today, I want you to put up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to lead you to Jesus Christ. If there is somebody like that I'm speaking to, you're not sure if you must die tonight. Will I go to heaven? Will I go to hell? And you want to be sure. Let me pray with you. Let me lead you to Jesus. I see your hand. I see another hand. Is there somebody else? Listen, this is not games. You cannot say you were not warned. At the end of this road, you will open your eyes, either at, in Abram's bosom or in the fires of hell. But God is calling you from a life of wasted years. Put up your hand. I'm waiting for you. You're not yet born again. You're not saved, but you, you know you must be born again. You must give your life to Christ. You must come back to the God that made you. You must come back. Everybody standing in the auditorium. I want to ask those people who put up their hands, and even if you didn't put up your hand, but you feel you also need to commit your life to God, you want to say yes to Jesus. I want you to come out of your, ch your chair and don't be ashamed. Somebody close, help them. Come stand right in front here and you will be born again. Hallelujah. Come to Jesus. Give him Jesus.
Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life. Nobody must go out now, please. Just a few minutes. To Jesus, let him have his way. One more time. say something before I pray for these beautiful people you mustn't be fooled that you belong to a church and that you're on your way to heaven the church cannot save you even if it's breakthrough Methodist Anglican Catholic it doesn't no church can save you you must have a personal encounter with Jesus Christ you must give your life to him if your church does not preach the born-again experience, you must come to be born again. No man will go to heaven if he or she is not born again. You must be born again. You will not stand uh, in front of God with your family, your mother, your ummah who belong to that church. No, 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 no. It is what about you? What did you do with the death of Jesus on the cross? What did you do? So I want them to sing it one more time. And if you hear and you feel because you are a church person, you don't have to be born again. It's a great lie from the devil. You must come to be born again. And then once you have that personal relationship, then he will start to guide you in a new direction. One more time. Come, come, come. on to Jesus. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. Give I'm calling him your life today. Yes. Come on to Jesus. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Beautiful. 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 Give him your life. Give him your life today. Come on to Jesus. Oh, let him have Beautiful. Sing it again. More people are coming.
clap for Jesus for all the beautiful souls. Now look at me, everybody. Look to me. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you believe that he was sent to die for you and he died on the cross to take away your sins, it's all you have to do. You don't have to pay money. You don't have to be a certain color, a certain tribe. You don't have to be educated or uneducated. Whosoever will can come. Amen. So you must believe with all your heart in the prayer that you will pray now. I will pray with you and I will help you to say the words, the confession. But you must believe in your heart. And everything you say, you mean it. And today your life will be changed forever. Oh yes, your life will be changed forever. Hallelujah. You don't have to figure it out. It's by my spirit. By the Holy Spirit. You'll be changed into another man and another woman. It's the most important day of your whole life today. Close your eyes, bow your heads. Say these words after me and say it loud and mean it with all your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. I confess. I confess. I made many mistakes. I've made many mistakes. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. And I need you. And I need you. I need you to save me. I need you to save me. I thank you. I thank you. That I heard. That I heard. Jesus came to die for me. Jesus came to die for me. I receive Jesus now. I receive Jesus now. Into my life. Into my life. Into my heart. Into my heart. Please wash me. Please wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Take away every darkness. Take away every darkness. Every stain. Every stain. Give me a new heart. Give me a new heart. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Please write my name. Please write my name. Now you must all say your own name, right? Say again, please write my name. Please write my name. And say that name. Yes, Jason. whatever that name is, say that name. Please write this name. Please write Christopher please, in the book of life. Please write this name in the book of life. And come live inside of me. And come and live inside Today, of me. Today I am your child. I am your child. And today, and today you are my master. You are my master. I turn my back. I turn my back on Satan. On Satan. And my old life. And my old life. I'm walking a new road. I'm walking a new road. I'm turning from the old road. I'm turning from the old road. And I found a new road. And I have found a new road. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me now. For saving me now. I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you thanks. I give you in Jesus, name. In Jesus' name. Let's all give a big hand clap for Jesus. Amen. 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 And I think Pastor Chris Ross shared very well. He explained the message very well. So I think I'm going to ask him to share every day. You know, the Archbishop brought the prophet and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> 
So you, you, you explain the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.